Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for more sports as we are talking week eight in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pearson. Joining me today is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am swelther. All right. Swell? Sir? Swell? Swell? <laughs> I like it. Either way, I like it. Uh, rounding out our trifecta, Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? It's... Uh... It's week eight. Let's go. Yeah, we're already. I mean, there's some good matchups this week. Some mm. interesting, some very interesting games, juicy games. None of which happen to be the uh, Sunday night football game, though, unfortunately. So uh, I can't believe they haven't flexed that out. They showed they absolutely have the power to flex out games if it's in the best interest of the league. So yeah. uh, they flex. Uh, they flex out the one for COVID concerns. The the agreement that they have with NBC. And the other networks is they, I don't think they can flex out till a little bit later in the season, unless there are those types of concerns. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think that what would happen is if um, they said to Fox, like, well, I don't know. Maybe NBC is expecting to do numbers because the Cowboys are involved. So whatever. Yeah. But uh, is that what it is? Do the Cowboys, even in the current state of affairs, do they put them over the top or? I would have to look into that before I made a definitive claim, but I would suspect that there's a chance that's true. Uh, I would also say well, that public team if, too. If, if, if the league said to either CBS or Fox, whichever, like, which game would you put a Sunday night or just as an example? What, what, what game do you put there if you could put anything? Steelers-Ravens, not even close. It, uh, good, okay, that works for me. If the league said to CBS, no, we're taking Steelers-Ravens, we're putting that in Sunday night ball, uh, CBS rightfully would say the hell you are that's not in our contract you can't do this mm-hmm. and that would be it so i'm, I'm sure that there's there, there are people in the league office that would like to do that yeah. but they can't because that's not what the, the the verbiage of the uh uh of the contract would say that being said i suspect that if you're nbc you're not losing a lot of sleep because the dallas cowboys are still the dallas cowboys probably yeah i i'm just i i'm i'm dubious as to um whether or not that still remains true, that they're... Uh... Yeah, I guess we're going to figure that out. Yeah. And we'll see what numbers are like this coming Sunday night. Mm-hmm. What I would say is that I, I hope that the league can start to get a little bit more aggressive with flexing with their with their upcoming TV deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, next couple of times they, they negotiate these. I hope that's something that can happen. We'll see. Yeah, because I, I get that cow- the Cowboys are America's team and whatnot, but this you, just, you simply can't have this football game be in... Primetime, the Cowboys have scored like, I don't know, two touchdowns or something the past two weeks. Or and, and, and Quite frankly, I don't see it getting much better. So uh, uh, No, I don't know if it's going to get any better either. Yeah. And a lot of reasons why that's true, obviously, um, that have nothing to do with how the 2020 Dallas Cowboys were assembled by management. Uh, yeah. It was a situation where they have had every single conceivable thing go wrong that could have when it comes to injuries and whatnot. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is an ugly situation, and uh, I don't know how many night games they have between now and the end of the year. But they got a few, I think. I mean, they they probably more than they should because mm-hmm. not only were they the Dallas Cowboys coming to the year, which they always are, but they're a team that a lot of people, myself included, thought were good enough to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, at- and they, and they proved that's not true even with Dak. 
Yeah, now I would argue that they may have been able to be that good a team if they had a healthy Leighton Vanderesh and a healthy Tyron Smith and a healthy Leal Collins at the end of, at the start of the season. Um, because they were in a situation where, oh yeah, we're just losing these like random weird games and coming back and making these things coin flips, and they weren't getting the crap kicked out of them like ha- what what happened against Arizona and Washington. Yeah, but good teams don't usually go down by twenty one points and a half. That's true, but if you, the, the healthiest game they had this year was a three-point loss against the Rams that came down to a questionable pass interference play. That you know they almost beat the Rams in LA to start the year. Yeah, and, and then and that's when the injury started. So uh, <laughs> now you're, you're, maybe I over uh, I, I was a little too uh, a little too optimistic about the the talent level on the roster. I think that's fair to say. I thought the offense was going to be extremely good, and it it, it was for, as far as a, uh, uh, a a gross numbers point of view, but. Uh, uh, fair to say that there are versions of this Cowboys teams in other universes that are five and two right now, or six and two. I can't remember or not. Cowboys have played so much from behind. Like, has Zeke had you know a game with you know 115 yards yet? Like, I don't know if he's had a game where he's got like 20 carries yet. That's no, for sure. I th- maybe the. Uh, I mean, I can quickly look it up. Maybe the game against the Giants, but that that was when they lost Dak. So I don't, I don't, you know, they. Uh... I'm looking forward right yeah, now. Yeah, they, they didn't exactly. Uh, that might be the only game. He's had a couple of, because the Falcons game, they were way behind. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Falcons game, they got behind super early. I will note that some of these That's... games they've been way behind is because he has been fumbling on his own 25-yard line multiple times. True, yeah. Like that, uh, the, the game against the Cardinals easily enough, that one's probably on him. But uh... Uh, he, had, he had a couple of fumbles against, uh, he had at least a fumble against the Falcons as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, where, where are we here? Running backs, let's go. Um, yeah, it's... They obviously... And they, they would have planned to do a lot more play action and things along those lines that mm-hmm. they are uh, clearly not able to do because uh, the game situation has taken them out of it. So, I don't know. It's just, a, it's just a season where literally everything that can go wrong did. And the fact that Dalton's hurt is because that, that hit by Jonathan Bostic was just just absolutely horrific hit. Yes. Uh, you're right. He had 22 carries against the Rams, 22 carries against Atlanta, 19 against the Giants, and then no more than 14 the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And did he crack 100 in any of those games? Uh, he has not cracked 100 yards on the ground. However, he has cracked 100 yards total in several games because... Um, he's got a lot, of, a lot of games where he's piled up receiving yards. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been yeah, behind, so there have been a couple of dump-off plays a lot, but clearly not the formula they want. You know, they they want to get Zeke over 100 and yeah, they, they want to, to play get... action and whatnot, yeah. And whatnot, but mm-hmm. that hasn't been what happened. It's, it, I, I just think that, you know, people are, are, are getting after McCarthy. And, hey, McCarthy's made some bad choices, to be clear. I'm not going to dispute that. But um, people... Uh, this is just a season that, look, I don't care who your coach is. I don't care whether Jerry Jones your owner or not. But if you have your starting quarterback, your backup quarterback, your all-pro left tackle, your Pro Bowl right tackle, your pro, your uh, first-team all-pro guard, all those guys get hurt, plus your starting middle linebacker gets hurt, you are already kind of questionable in the secondary anyway. You, I get, uh, uh, Lawrence has been not effective and he's been banged up it's just if, if you have all of those different things happen to you plus the games where you have a chance to get lucky and win you don't you get unlucky and lose i think of the rams game um you're gonna have a bad record you're gonna be a bad team and 
You know, that's just that's that's the way things are going to go. So, were they a great team that became a bad team, or a okay team that became a bad yeah, team? And I guess we'll find out. Exactly the Cowboys have to evaluate this. This, this, this yeah. offseason. You're right. Is what would we have been had every single thing not have gone wrong? And I don't sure. I'm not sure. I know the answer to that right now. Yeah. Uh, bye week teams for week eight: Arizona, Washington, Jacksonville, Houston. Not much uh, to discuss there, other than uh, Kyler Murray put on a hell of a show Sunday night. Uh, against uh, old Russ Wilson there. That that yeah. hey, that football game was, I think, the best football game I've watched this season. That was that, a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, the Seahawks defense is legitimately terrible. Oh like, yes. It and I know they don't have Adams, and I understand they went out and got Carlos Dunlop today. Yes, but that, that, is that defense that is legitimately very very bad. Well, they don't get any uh, pass rush whatsoever. Now, you hope yeah, that in two so weeks, Carlos Dunlap can bring that. Here. Yeah, and, and Carlos Dunlap, I don't think, is going to necessarily change that. No, but if Kotler's allowed to just sit back there and look and look and look and look, and he has DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk on his team, and Larry Fitzgerald, eventually, Kyler's going to find a guy who's open. And he did many, many times. Mm-hmm. And, and they just they, the the pass rush was anemic. It might be the worst pass rush in the league. And people are talking about Seattle's a Super Bowl team, and rightfully so. They've got a, a Hall of Fame quarterback in in the the dead center of his prime, playing at just an elite elite level. But if you can't make the other team's quarterback throw the ball before he wants to, you're not going to be successful in this league. It's just not I going to good quarterbacks. Yeah, like. What's your what's your plan against Tampa Bay if you're Seattle? I don't care where the game is. What is your plan against Tampa Bay? If, if like oh you're just gonna let just sit back there and look and look and look and hey maybe Gronk's open. Hey maybe Chris Godwin's open. Maybe Mike Evans open. Maybe Antonio Brown is open. Yeah, if Mike Evans talk- is open, he wouldn't throw it to him. <laughs> he doesn't uh, need to. <laughs> yeah. Well, doesn't matter who's open. Like one yeah. of those guys is gonna be. And with those three guys, just throw the ball straight up. They'll get it. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Like if you give, if you're going to give Tom Brady that much time, you're going to get absolutely annihilated. Like mm-hmm. it's it's it's. And I'm thinking about this week's game against you know an offensive mastermind like Kyle Shanahan, and I, I don't know what's going to happen to them. Like they're going to have to win thirty. They're like the formula against New England is what they're going to have to do in all these important games, which is oh yeah, everyone scores in the thirties, but we score a higher number in the thirties. That's how they're going to have to win these games, and. When you're trying to win games like that, eventually in the playoffs, it gets difficult. Yes. Yeah. You, Russell Wilson throws one pick and the whole game is over. Yeah, you know? it wrecks, your, yeah wrecks the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't really want to talk about much of the bye week teams. Uh, before we start talking about the week eight lines, uh, it is currently week eight, as I said, and there are two teams of the 32 NFL teams that have not yet covered this entire season. They are zero and six against the spread. Can you name either of these teams, gentlemen? The uh, the Jets are one. No. Nope. Oh no. Jets nope. covered against Buffalo. Yep, this week. they just covered against Buffalo. First cover of the year. Congratulations to them. Yep. Uh, have the New Orleans Saints covered a game? Yep, the New Orleans Saints have covered two and four against the spread. Okay. Uh, have the Dallas Cowboys covered a game? The Dallas yet? Cowboys have not covered against the spread. Zero and six. Wow. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Giants is it? No, your Vikings have covered two and three. Oh, yeah, I think they covered against Tennessee because they lost that game close, and the Titans were favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And they covered against Houston, too. Um, who else hasn't covered yet? Atlanta Falcons? The Atlanta Falcons have covered. They're two and four, actually. Because, I mean, they, they covered against the... No, did they... Yeah, no, I don't remember. Did the, they cover the Lions, against the Lions? The at the end there. Oh, no, they only won by one. But what was what was the final spread there? I can't remember. That... Was the Lions... Were the Lions favored last week? I don't remember. I think one, it might have settled at a pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they would have covered that, or no, they wouldn't have covered that. But either way, you would you would have been able to get them with the Lions favored by mm-hmm. two. In case Falcons covered. Yeah. Uh, no, who's the other one? Uh, the other team is the Houston Texans. Weirdly enough, state of Texas, baby, zero uh, and twelve against the spread so far. Oh, the Texans surprises me, based on who their Price. quarterback is and the fact they've played some close games in there. But, uh, yeah, the, the Houston Texans are 0-6 against the spread, and, and so are the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys one is – it just it, it just further impacts what the heck's going on with their team right now and, and just how uh, how utterly strange it is. There's going to have to be a difficult Deshaun Watson conversation out of this season. Yeah, for sure. Deshaun Watson, don't you have to look, look around at what's, what's happening there? And I know you just signed the big extension. Mm-hmm. But look around at what's happening there and think to yourself, A – this is really not good. And B, how is this getting better? Like, what's the plan for this to get better? Keeping in mind that it's not the draft. That's not the plan. No. So you don't have any of those picks. I just don't know what the plan is for them to improve their lot here. Do they have their first round pick this year, or is that something they've already no. given up? That belongs to the Miami Dolphins. They are so boned, then. They are so boned. Because I thought, like, if... if Because... Uh, they are currently one in six. You know, if, if that I, trend were to continue, most likely not because at some point Deshaun Watson is your quarterback. You're going to win some football games. Um, but if it ended up being a top five pick, you know, you could trade back, recruit some of the draft capital that you've uh, foolishly given away or, or foolishly let Bill O'Brien give away. But uh, so, yeah, I don't I don't know what you do if you're Deshaun Watson. You, you traded – for Larry Tunsil, which, okay, you gave up too much for Larry Tunsil, mm-hmm. But you have jettisoned DeAndre Hopkins off of your roster in the last 365 days, and you are going to go three years in between making first-round picks during that same time. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand how that's possible. I just don't understand how it's possible. Anyway. But what's going on? It's insane. Uh, let's talk about the Thursday night football game. Decent matchup on paper. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, who pulled off yet another bizarre and just inconceivable loss to my beloved Detroit Lions last week. I didn't. I, I didn't even. Wow. And, and like they they, they added the uh, to just add insult to injury. NFL full Films released the uh, the clip today. I don't know if you guys heard it, but a mic. There was a mic'd up uh, Matt Ryan in the huddle right before the Todd Gurley score uh, that that said uh, where Matt Ryan's like, just get the first down, don't score. Just remember, everybody, don't score. We'll just get the first down. That's all we need to do. Just reminding everybody, hey, don't score. And then all of a sudden, Todd Gurley fell in the end zone and just like the clip of the two Lions defenders going, he scored, he scored, touchdown, call it a touchdown, right? And it was just like, wow, I just, I, I couldn't for the life of me. I mean, football's kind of a dumb sport, isn't it? It's kind of a dumb sport that the Falcons scored a touchdown, the ultimate goal of this sport, and it was a bad idea and ended up costing them the game. I was trying to think yeah. of w- when that happens in other sports. The only thing I could get, because there's nothing even remotely close to that in hockey, there's nothing even remotely close to that in baseball. I mean, Is taking a free throw in basketball when you don't mean to because your team is down by two, so you need to miss the free throw on purpose yeah. and get a re- 
And sometimes in I, basketball, but, you, you take a technical foul on purpose to advance the ball to half court sort of a thing. There's certain situations where crap like that happens where it's like, okay, we're going to purposely take a technical, allow the other team to get a free throw. They're going to be up by two instead of one. So if we score, it only ties the game or whatever, and we'll go to overtime. You know, like that sort of thing happens once in a blue moon in, in basketball. But, man, there's, there's nothing like – there's truly nothing like scoring a touchdown and it being stupid <laughs> in football. It's it's so weird when that when that happens. Ugh, I don't I don't even know what to say. Uh, uh, it's very like you want to blame Gurley because they could have easily just kicked the field goal and drained the clock. Mm-hmm. But man, a defense can't let you move seventy five yards in a minute. Like that's embarrassing. Yeah, it's it's like. And, and, like, Stafford on, on the final – and it was weird because they flashed the win probability when Stafford was snapping the ball on the – they were only on, like, the 12 or something, right? And they flashed the win probability, and it said 4%. And I was like, that can't possibly be no, right. before that because they I, – I saw it at, at that point, and I'll, I'll look at it right now, but I think it was yeah. somewhere in the 30s because I was looking at it. It was somewhere in the 30s when they were – Like, four, 4% when they kicked off to the lions that makes sense to me i guess but four percent like they flashed the 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 it was like lions current win probability as stafford was snapping the ball for the one play from the 12 yard line and it was like four percent i'm like you're kidding i'm like only four times out of 100 matt stafford completes a pass to the end zone here only four times out of 100 that like from the 12 yard line that didn't make a lot of sense to me i don't know that the the the, the, the math seemed off to me on that one yeah, I, I i think they must have shown a bad graphic yeah, it had to have been. It, right? it was like a Lions low win probability or something like that. Either way, yeah. Um, the the reality is what, what what Bill said is absolutely correct. Whereas, yeah, you don't want Todd Gurley falling into the end zone there. You don't want him pulling in a Mod Bradshaw. That's the most famous example of that. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if that went bad? If if Mod Bradshaw did that, I had the most money I've ever had in my entire life on that riding on the Giants in that football game. And when Ahmad Bradshaw scored and Brady got the ball back, I was uh, like, I believe you saw me go into the fetal position during that (laughs) Super Bowl, Greg. (laughs) It was something. Uh, The way they um, stop them, yeah, like they have less than a minute, no timeouts. Mm -hmm. Just make sure they don't score a touchdown. That's all you have to do. And the Falcons were not capable of doing this. Yeah. So you lost, and you know the Lions, of course. Uh, usually, the recipient of this sort of yeah, that's the sort of thing that usually happens to them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> happened to them this time. It was the total Batman thing where it's like, so that's what that feels like, <laughs> you know, right? Like, it's so yep. bad. Oh. Uh, yeah. Atlanta Falcons. Um, they're playing the Carolina Panthers on Thursday night, and the Panthers are the short home favorite at minus two and a half here. Uh uh, the, you, get the, you get the Panthers at minus three in some places as well. Yeah, but to me, to me that line is ridiculous. The Panthers are a lot better than Atlanta. I think so, but isn't the sharp play here the Atlanta Falcons? Is the sharp play not the Atlanta Falcons? I mean, I'm I'm ultimately going to say don't bet on this game because no, I'm, I'm Carolina's going to be one of my five. You think so? I I feel like the sharp teams, play would be the uh, would be the Falcons here. The better teams at home on a Thursday, and you can give less than a field goal to get them. Mm. Uh, what am I missing here? Uh, I don't. I just. I don't know. Like I Carolina feel like is better than Atlanta. Like we we know the Carolina is better than the Falcons, right? Like that. I, th- I think that yeah, they they probably are. I just I feel like the sharp money would be at the Falcons, especially if you can get them at the three. But I I have this as a stay away for me because like I wouldn't trust the Falcons, but uh, the, but 
that's just me. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's probably not going to play in this game uh, yet, right? He'll, they're going to sit him for one more week, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, well, one of those ones where if it was Sunday, then maybe he goes. Exactly, but it, right? Yeah. You leave him out of this game and it buys you 10 days, mm-hmm. you know, just to score a little bit. And you can, and you can beat the Falcons without, uh, as you suggested, you can beat the Falcons without him anyway. Uh, Panthers minus two and a half. Bill, where are you on this one? I, I think the Falcons have a, a high ceiling. I think they can play well. Um, but they're not going to play four quarters of solid football on the road on a Thursday. So for that reason, I'll take the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stay away from Matt Pierce. I just, I feel like the Falcons are the right side, but I, I, I'm not ready to trust the Atlanta Falcons doing anything. Um, next up Sunday night or sorry, Sunday, uh, afternoon, the one o'clock slate right off the hop. Probably the game of the week. Easily the marquee matchup of the 1 o'clock slate. The Pittsburgh Steelers are heading into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Baltimore minus 3.5. You're getting a half-point hook on the Baltimore Ravens. This, uh, Steelers coming off a, a the only well they're the only undefeated team left. They're coming off a big win over the uh, Tennessee Titans. They looked really good in the first uh, three quarters of the game. And then it uh, got a little dicey towards the end. But they managed to hang on. But... Uh, Still, they were a Gotzkowski field goal away from going to overtime after uh, they really handled the the Titans there. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, this uh, coming, they're off the bye week. This feels like a letdown spot for me for the Steelers, so I'm going to be on the Ravens, even though they're getting the the half the half point hook here with three and a half. How do you feel about this one, Bill? I was I shouldn't say was I am high on the Steelers. I've been high on them all year. Oh, and, a very good team. Yeah, I. I think they're better than the Ravens. That hook is what's killing me. If this was three even, I'd be more comfortable here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I like the Steelers more. I think they're just a better football team. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game, and those points would be nice. But uh, I think the Steelers are a little bit better, and they're going to come out with a win here by more than three and a half. Ravens are two in DVOA. Steelers are three in DVOA overall. So this is a hell of a matchup. Craig, where are you? I want the Steelers. Okay. I think I, I think they're better the, th- the one thing that gives me a lot of pause here, and this is not going to be, I don't think this is going to be one of my five, but the one thing that gives me a lot of pause here is Devin Bush strikes me as a guy who would have been a very key player in the game plan as far as how are we dealing with Lamar Jackson, and Devin Bush is not going to be part of this game. Mm-hmm. So that is a, a problem for the Steelers' defense. I think, though, the Steelers will, be, will have a good game plan coming in here. I think the Steelers' front seven is still going to be able to find ways to, to, to bother Jackson a little bit. So what how is Baltimore's offense going to adjust? And I'm very curious to see from Greg Roman's perspective, what kind of different wrinkles that we haven't seen. Cause Baltimore's offense has been somewhat stagnant this year. I think we can say that it's not the, the highest scoring explosive machine that we saw a year ago. And I'm interested to see what sort of wrinkles Greg Roman comes up with, what sort of stuff Lamar might be doing that we haven't seen him do. that They may put in over the bye week I'm curious about that. I still yeah, think I'm not- I still think I'd want the Steelers and the points in this game. I think that's where that's the direction I would go. But this is a this is a fascinating football game. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm on the Ravens here just because I think with the the extra bye week and the Steelers just went to war with the Titans. Man, they're 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 banged and, and that was a bruised. great football game. Great football game. I just I think that the Steelers might just be coming in a little bit like not unprepared or anything, but just. Just you know, it's just it's a letdown game. It's a classic potential letdown game. The steel like they're undefeated. I, this might be where the Ravens catch them and and just uh, get I, a quick little win here. 
a good spot. I agree. I just don't know. I don't know if it's a letdown game from the perspective of like it's you know two arch rivals and these teams are mm-hmm. like you know pretty intense football games the last decade here. Um, yeah. This is the first time that the Steelers and Ravens have played when the Steelers are good and Lamar Jackson is part of it. So that's going to be interesting. I'm excited for that. True. Yeah, because they got him with like Duck Hodges under center both games last year, I think. So, so that wasn't anything. Uh, next up, the Indianapolis Colts are heading to Detroit to take on my beloved Detroit Lions. Colts minus two and a half point road favorites. Uh, I'm on the Colts, you guys. This is going to be one of my five. This is one of the easier picks I saw the week. Uh, Colts, fifth in DVOA, coming off two weeks of rest. Sure, the offense isn't as good, but the defense is, is great. Uh, special teams, so much better than the Detroit Lions. Lions obviously probably should be uh, – I mean, they, they should have lost last week, but they should have won week one, so who the hell knows. Uh, their, their record probably is exactly where it should be right now if you're if you're a Detroit Lions fan, um, like myself. But I think that the Colts are the spot here. I don't see the Detroit Lions getting uh, three wins in a row. Uh, Colts minus two and a half, Bill. What do you think? Colts, for sure. I, I think uh, the Colts are definitely a better team. They're a significantly better defense. And I think we have seen that a lot of these teams that shuffled quarterbacks, they've found a bit of rhythm. I, I don't think Rivers is that good where he is, um, but I think he's getting better at least. So I, I'll, I'll take the Colts here. No, I want the Colts too. Yeah. You know, I'll, just, I'll, t- I'll take the Colts. I think that they're... I think they're better. Uh, I think that the Lions adding Everson Griffin is something. Yeah, I, we'll I be there this week, though. Unfortunately. Yeah, uh, so I think that's a spot that they they need some assistance with long term. So we'll see what uh, see what happens there. Because in a in a, in a situation in the NFC, and I want to talk about the NFC West in a little bit here, but it's not crazy to think of perhaps Detroit as a playoff team in a seven in a seven team NFC playoff field. No, not necessarily. I don't think. You know, non-zero chance of it. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, they're fifteenth in DVOA, which lets you know they're they're going to be right on the fringe of uh, if they can keep it up. They're going to be on the fringe of that last wild card, right? Nine and seven, and to me, nine and seven this year in the NFC, just because the NFC East is going to get so brutalized. Nine and seven may not be enough, but you know, True. it's possible. Yeah. I mean, that would be the Lions' destiny to 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 have a nine and seven season, miss the playoffs, and then just watch that NFC East team with six wins host a playoff game, right? Like that would be that is that is absolutely on the table. Yeah. And the when we get to Seattle, San Francisco, I've I've got a lot to say about the uh, where the NFC West is at right now. But. Yeah, very good. Um, next up, the Minnesota Vikings, your boys, Bill. They're heading into Green Bay to take on the fighting Aaron Rodgers' uh, Packers. Minus seven at home. Uh, line's a little too high for me. I think I like the Vikings coming out of the bye. What do you? How do you feel about your boys this week? You know what? You got an over-under of, what are they, 54, 55, something like that. 50, 52 and a half right now. 52 and a half? I, I don't like the odds if this becomes an air show here. Um, I don't know. Green Bay played some pretty solid football last week. Um, and, and, yeah, the Vikings were off. I think I give the the Packers the edge here. As much as I hate to bet against the Vikings, I think I like the Pack here. I mean, I think the Packers will probably win the game, but Kirk Cousins yeah, has shown, fun. if nothing else, that when it's garbage time, boy, 
He's ready yep. to go, like especially with this Vikings team, because like they they got this uh, what was his name Justin Jefferson who scores touchdowns and starts doing that little shuffle dance in the end zone, even though they're down three scores and twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thielen's there doing doing his thing, and and uh, Delvin Cook is is going to be back for this game as well. At least I think he'll be back for this game. Um, yeah, I just I, I I like the backdoor cover potential with the Vikings. It's just the seven's a little high for me, and and I don't think the Vikings are as bad. As the record would indicate, I think they've gotten uh, a touch unlucky as well this year. So I, I, I like the seven in this matchup. What do you think, Craig? I agree with uh, all everything you just said. I think they'll take the points. All right. Uh, moving on from that one, the New England Patriots versus the Buffalo Bills, a matchup that I think a lot of us thought once we got to week eight here, this might be for the top of the division. Uh, the Patriots have lost one, two, three in a row. Unusual for them. They have not looked good. Cam, good lord, looked absolutely cooked in that against the Niners. Against the you... Niners, he, like his arm, he he. I don't know. I don't know if it's COVID or if his arm just isn't right. But he, like, there were a couple of clips of him throwing the ball where he would he would release it, and he was like Smalls in, at the beginning of Sandlot, man. Where when he was re- releasing the ball, he was like releasing it at his like at his chest level. It it was it was crazy. Uh, he, yeah, combine that with the fact the Patriots, quite frankly, don't have a ton of really good skill position players that, uh, that are able to get open for him or, 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 or do much. He, he can't take off and run like he was able to at the beginning of the year. The best offensive game they've had this year was against the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, which at this point from where I'm sitting, more of an indictment against the Seahawks and their terrible defense than, than an indicator of, of how well the Patriots offense can be. But man, this is this is a this is a. I know the Bills won last week, but they they did not look good against the Jets. They look they looked absolutely putrid. And if they were playing virtually any other team in the league last week with that effort, they would have lost. And so this is this is a uh, weird that game. Quality of all we have to do is show up and we'll win. You know what I mean? Like essentially, yeah. No, we care about playing to the level of your opponent. I think that's exactly what happens. And and look, I don't care if the Patriots are two and four. They're still the Patriots. Their coach is still Bill Belichick. Yep. I think there was a pretty significant look ahead for the Buffalo Bills last week. Yeah, that's you're probably right. And this also, and as far as the Patriots go, this might be the week where Bill kind of walks into the coach's office and goes, uh, "Hey, you know, I'm going to be taking over a couple of the play calling and stuff that's I've got, been going I've got, on." You know, <laughs> I've got. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's the thing, though. Like, it's like the issues with the Patriots are not coaching. Like you said, the issue no. with the Patriots is. Um, exactly what some people were worried about with Cam in the offseason, which, hey, what like, is, is this guy going to be okay to get through the next uh, the, the 16 weeks here or, or even eight weeks? And, and he wasn't the last few years in Carolina, obviously. Even the front half of 2018, he looked like a, you know, he looked like a, a not quite MVP caliber Cam Newton, but, uh, you know, very, very good NFL quarterback. Um, but the, the concern was, hey, is this going to be able to last? And the Patriots made, of course, a worthwhile bet bringing him in for the money that they did. But it's looking like it's not going to be able to last. So if they lose this week, I'm not going to say they're out of the division. But it's a tough road back. If they lose this football game this week, it is a tough road back. They will be three and a half games behind the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills will have the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Like, that's whew, that's a tough road back with uh, with... Uh, nine games left to go for New England and seven left to go for Buffalo. 
Definitely a tall challenge. Yeah, it, it's certainly shaping up to be the the first year that the Patriots don't win the the AFC East. It, it, it's right there for the taking. If the Bills can't grab it right here, this also has the potential to be a kitchen sink game uh, for the Patriots, where they just they oh yeah throw that, everything at the Bills. Right? Out of this being a kitchen sink game, yeah. the Bills, by the way, 14th in DVOA and 21st in defensive DVOA. Their defense now, is out is awful. Late, they've yeah. been banged up on that side of the ball, of course, but it, they they've, even when they've they've been healthy this year, they've been bad. So I don't know how that's going to look this week. The New England Patriots, Bill Belichick's New England Patriots, 26th in DVOA so far this season. Wow. I know that some people were talking before the year came in as far as, well, you know, what's, what's this year going to do to this person's legacy and that person's legacy? I'm sure if you're Bill Belichick, I don't know if Bill Belichick looks at football outsiders, but I'm sure that if he did and he looked at the top of the DVOA chart, he would be annoyed. Yeah, for sure. Uh <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patriots are heading to Buffalo, and the Bills are minus three and a half in this one. Bill, where are you? I think I'm taking the points here. Uh, Buffalo's a better team, no doubt about it, but I think this one's going to be hard fought. I think you're going to have to scrap for points in this one, so I'll take uh, I'll take the Patriots. I agree. I think I'm going to be on the Patriots, but if they do not cover this game, because I think I've been on in the past two weeks, and they've done me dirty. And if I'm on the Patriots uh, yet again, and they they don't come through for me this week, I'm, I might I might have to ban myself from taking the New England Patriots for the rest of the season. Uh, Bills minus three and a half. Uh, where are you on this one, Craig? I think I'm going to take Buffalo. And I know it sounds crazy. I just think that uh, I don't know what sort of firepower the Patriots have left. Yeah. And like the the Stephon Gilmore rumors, like those are out there and. The yes. Patriots they get a first for Stephon Gilmore. I can think of several NFL teams that uh, probably should make that deal if they get the chance. Absolutely. Um, one of them, ironically, being the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's something that's going to happen. Either way, uh, yeah, the Patriots. Uh, I just don't know if there's enough left. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo in this game. I like it. Let's. Uh right up that Patriots eulogy. Uh, it's good to see the Titan. If you listen to the, it's, it's good to hear the Patriots fans being frustrated though. If you listen to them through various podcasts and outlets, they're frustrated and it's uh, quite frankly, a joy to listen to. Uh, next up the Tennessee Titans head to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. This line opened up at Tennessee minus three, you guys, and it is now Tennessee minus five and a half. So some sharp, sharp, heavy, sharp money came in on the Titans when it, when it was three and it's now Titans minus three and a half. Where are you on this one, Bill? I still like the Titans at five. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the Bengals are anything to write home about, and I think the Titans are a great team. I really do. Like, I, I think they've they're good on both sides of the ball. They can run, they can pass, uh, and the Bengals are just utterly average. Um, give me the Titans all day long. I agree with you. My hesitation at betting them now is we're just simply not getting the best of the number. If, if it was available to us at the beginning of the week when it was Titans minus three, I would want it then. But knowing it's shifted two lines uh, or two, uh, two and a half points, I, I don't want anything to do with it. But I'm 100% on the same side as you that I think the Titans is the play. Uh, what do you think on this one, Craig? How do you, uh, I think Titans. How do you feel about this season so far for Joe Burrow if you're a, Titan, if you're I, a Bengal? I pr- think pr- right? Oh, absolutely. I don't I don't this is going about as swimmingly as you as you would think. I mean you, you look damn good. good. Yep. Yeah. You're competitive, but you're not winning games. No. <laughs> the key point there. You're not winning games, but you're you look very I mean, they're they're one five and one because they got that weird tie, but uh 
I mean, you probably would have liked the victory against Cleveland last week, but it uh, just wasn't meant to be. And damn, that was a good football game. Like that football game. But here's the thing that happened in that game: Burrow drove down and got them what should have been the winning score. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you want to see, right? And if you're the Bengals right now, and, and like it, it's hard to say exactly how this is going to shake down, mm-hmm. but you could very well have a pick in the five, six, seven range. You'll probably have your pick of the offensive tackles if you want. You'll have your pick of your defensive ends if you want. Because I suspect what we're going to see, like quarterback, we're going to see quarterbacks go one and two. And I would think, again, it depends on team needs and whatnot. I would think Jamar Chase is probably going third. And the Bengals probably wouldn't be interested in quarterback or receiver anyway. So if if they're picking in the four, five, six range, they're going to get one of the, the probably the best player in the draft at the position that they draft that guy from. So that uh, that could be a pretty uh, pretty big win for the Bengals if things keep going this way. Because yeah, they, I, I I see no reason why they should be concerned about quarterback in any way, shape, or form. We talk about the the infamous 04 draft where Eli. Roethlisberger, and uh, freaking oh god, playing for the Colts now. Philip Rivers. Rivers. Philip Rivers. Jesus, yeah, Philip Rivers came out. Is there a chance that seven, six, seven, eight years from now, we're talking about the 2019 draft of Burrow, Herbert, and Tua in the exact same sort of light? There's. I never thought that was going to be the case, but mm-hmm. right again, we're halfway through year one. True. But two of the three look like they're pretty good. Yeah, like Herbert, I'll be honest, I had, I, I for sure had my doubts, and I think you and I both expressed them on this podcast. We knew he threw a good deep ball, but we were concerned about, like, literally everything else. Like, the offense that they ran at Oregon transferred into the NFL, mm-hmm. like, there's a bunch of different things, and I'm like, I don't know about this, I don't know about that. I didn't love his game management, but, just, like, dude looks good. Yeah. No way looks, around that. And looks, here's what I will yeah, say. damn good. It's, if we are in a fair world, where we wanted to evaluate rookie quarterbacks coming into the NFL fairly, every single one would get Keenan Allen. <laughs> True. <laughs> that dude is just like the route running, the precision, like, oh, like such an advantage for Justin Herbert to have a guy like that. And yeah, that is, um, he's, he's, he's fantastic yeah. uh, and continues to be so. No, but I'm yeah. that he stays healthy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, they're, um, uh, Herbert looks good. Herbert looks extremely good. And good. Chargers might be in a situation where they uh, basically from 2004 to whenever Herbert's done are pretty much set a quarterback as a franchise. I know they've changed cities in that time, but they're pretty much set a quarterback as a franchise for a span of 25 plus years because they went from Rivers right to Herbert. Oh, should be illegal. Uh, next up, the Las Vegas Raiders are heading to Cleveland to take on the Browns. The Browns coming off probably the biggest win of Baker Mayfield's career, or at least the most significant, I would say, in terms of how it got done. Unfortunately, Odell Beckham is out for the season after he tore his ACL on just a weird play. Like, tore his ACL trying to pull a DK Metcalf and chase a guy down, and it just went badly for him, unfortunately. But uh, here we are. We'll see him next year. A little bit of Ewing theory, I guess, uh, to be had with uh, Odell Beckham. Uh, Browns are minus 2.5 at home against the Raiders. Bill, how do you feel about this one? Raiders. Mm. I think... uh... I think they'll be able to move the ball with ease on, on Cleveland. And I don't ever been a huge fan of Cleveland's offense. Uh, so give me the Raiders in this one. I think you're going to see some points here. 
Yeah, Vegas would agree with you too, considering the over-under is 52. Both of these teams are 22 and 23 in DVOA respectively, so another tight matchup via the numbers. Craig, Browns minus 2.5. I think I'm going to take the Browns. Hmm. I just I, I, think that, I think that they're the better team. I think you're probably getting a free half point here. Uh, maybe even more than that. So yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take the Browns. And look, if the Browns wind up going through this season only losing to the really good teams and beating everybody else, the Browns are gonna be in the playoffs. That's the way this is gonna go. It's true. Yeah. And obviously, like their, their two losses are against Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And look, those are bad losses, of course, because they just were not competitive in those football games. But if if they just go through the rest of their schedule and their plan is beat the good team or beat the beat the teams that we're better than, the Browns are going to make the playoffs. Because here's what they've got coming up. Hmm. Vegas, bye, Houston, Philadelphia, Jacksonville. That's pretty if good. The Browns, yeah. beat, the Browns beat the teams they're better than. They're going to win their next four in a row. Then they go to the Titans and play Baltimore. Those are tough ones. Then you have the two New York teams back-to-back. Oh, that's a goldmine. Like, with that schedule, the Browns, and they've already banked uh, one, two, three, four, five, six wins. They're already 6-2. and two. With that schedule, the Browns should not only make the playoffs, they should probably win 11 football games this season. Man, that could happen. Because they, they should win their, their next four. Like, even if they go 3-1 and one over their next four and lose to the Ravens and, and Titans, and they then, beat the Jets and Giants. Those two teams are not good. Yeah, I, th- I mean, it's I certainly shaping up to be their year. I, I might, I Gambling-wise, I feel about this one the exact same way I feel about the Falcons, where I think the Browns are the right play, but I'm just not ready to trust them. And like, like the Falcons, I think they're the, the better play in the uh, in the Carolina game. But defense uh, just get I, and look, I know that Baker Mayfield's not Tom Brady, but we just saw the Raiders' defense just get absolutely embarrassed. Yeah, absolutely it's embarrassed by Tampa Bay. I would think Kevin Stefanski probably has access to that tape. Yeah, it's it's certainly feels like uh, like Cleveland's the spot here. I don't know. Uh, all right, next game. The uh, New York Jets are heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. We speculated last week what this line might be and, and could it potentially uh, get to the uh, three-touchdown mark. It isn't quite that far. It's in the three. It's in the three-score zone. This is the second highest line of my lifetime that I can see to the uh, that I can remember to this um, the the year your Denver Broncos 2015 I think it was Craig when the Denver Broncos when Peyton Manning had the 16 touchdown passes and Jacksonville was the worst team in the league and uh, that was 2013 2013 sorry and uh, the they met each other in Denver or whatever actually I think it was I think the Oh, oh the game was in Denver. That, it was in Denver, yeah. The, like, the Broncos were, I think, 21-point favorites. It was a four. You needed four scores in order for them to cover. And uh, the Jackson, the Broncos just sort of did the, let's play well enough to win. We don't need to waste any of the good plays. Or I don't want anybody getting hurt, you guys. You know, let's do just enough to win this game and get the hell out of here. Return, interception, return. No one does any DK Metcalf stuff. Just let them score. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to see any pulled hammies, you guys. <laughs> uh, so we speculated this line actually in some American books early in the week, like, uh, this time last week, basically Wednesday, Thursday, last week, the look ahead lines had this at minus 22, the current line chiefs minus 19 and a half, 19 and a half, Bill, Kansas city. Where are you on this one? Yeah, I think you, you got to take the points, right. And just assume Kansas city's going to put the, the B plays out there. 
Um, that game yeah. about you're talking oh. about finished with a 26 and a half point line. That was where it settled. Uh, yeah, it? yeah, 26 and a half. I'm looking at it right here. Wow, Christ! I, I didn't know it got that high. I remember it opened at 21, but man, that must have been yeah. a lot of public money pushing it that high. God. Uh, uh, to, to, to Bill's point, I, I would agree with everything he said there. Yeah, you just have to hold your nose and take the Jets. I just, I, I just wouldn't do it because what do you have to gain? Here's, right? here's why you don't want to do it. Yeah. Let's say the Jets win the toss and for some reason give Mahomes the ball first, which maybe they will. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and Kansas City comes down and they just go bip, 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 and score. It's seven nothing Kansas City right away, mm-hmm. and it's third and ten, and the Jets take a sack. And the budget punt back to Kansas City. And you look up at the clock and you're like, oh, okay. There's nine minutes left in the first. Actually, it'd be more than that. There's 10 minutes left in the first quarter. I'm already down seven and Mahomes getting the ball back. And I have no reason to believe that the Chiefs are not about to score a touchdown. That's the moment that you're like, "Ah, you you just don't want to have, you don't want to have the Jets in the points when, when, when that moment occurs. And it might very well happen. There's a good chance you go back another seven when the Jets have the ball. There's also that. <laughs> Let's not forget that Mahomes may not even need to be out there. He didn't need to be against Jets. They might get 14 off fumbles and picks. They got 14 off of picks and kickoff returns against Denver. Mm-hmm. Oh, so bad. Yeah, just I think you have to hold your nose and take the Jets, but uh, don't do that because a it means you have to watch this game. And root for the Jets, and B, there's just better lines out there. So, moving on from this one, but wow, uh, what a line. So and I, I know that. I, I do, and I know this is kind of sinful for what the, the situation is, because, like, it's Mahomes, but there really isn't a better candidate this week. Scott Hansen, do not show yeah, I think so too. I, that, I mean, that's that's got to be it, because I, I was looking at it, and it's like, it's, it's not Browns Raiders. Oh, that's it's, fun. It's not Bill's Patriots. I mean, Colts-Lions, I mean, you could maybe make an argument, but I don't think so. because that, that game, game's going to be competitive, and I'm not, yeah. I don't think it will be. And those are good enough teams that I don't and think they should not be Rams in the game. I'm excited for Rams-Dolphins. Yeah, and uh, Rams-Dolphins has the – Rams-Dolphins would have a potential if not for the Tua factor, which is like yeah. the fact that this is Tua's debut game, which we'll talk exactly. about in a second, makes it – like takes it completely out of the Scott Hansen zone. Vikings Packers no, and Steelers Ravens absolutely not. It's the best game of the week. So. Vikings Packers is the only other one I thought of. But if yeah. I'm doing Vikings Packers, like it's the same. Like okay, there's like at least fantasy elements here. But no, you. Uh, uh, and I know that it's it's crazy to say that I don't want to see Mahomes on on red zone. But I don't know what else I do this week. So that's, yeah, exactly. Scott Hansen. I'm not showing that game. And, like, you don't need to watch that game because it'll just be like, you know, Scott Hansen will just pop in and be like, okay, the Chiefs had another 70-yard play. Here it is. And uh, getting away from this game. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, last game of the 1 o'clock slate, the Los Angeles Rams are taking on the Dolphins and the fighting Tua's as Tua Tagliovailoa. Did I get that right? God, I just can't. Tagliovailoa. Tagliovailoa. I'm just never going to get that right. Sorry, Tua. I'm just never going to pronounce your name right for the rest of your tenure in the NFL because I'm just mentally incapable of making it happen. Uh, Rams are minus three and a half. Uh, how do you feel about this one, Craig? Uh, Rams. I just think that I'll, I'm going to take not the rookie quarterback. And I think the Rams defense, uh, and certainly on Monday night, they showed it again. Uh, they're really good. And it's not just the two stars. They've got, they've got other good guys making plays elsewhere. Um, I'm going to take the Rams in this game. Uh, well, and, the east coast west coast thing but this specific rams team has been very good during the east coast west coast things i don't know what secret they've unlocked but i'll take the rams 
Uh, Rams minus three and a half on the road. Billy, how do you feel? I, I think I like the the Rams here. Um, sometimes when you get a rookie quarterback in against a real soft defense, they can come out and really impress you because, you know, a lot of guys haven't seen as much tape. Um, but this is not a soft defense. So I, I think it's going to be a bit of a challenge. I, I'll, I'll go with the Rams here. Uh, yeah, you're going to wind up with an issue here. Like The interior of the Dolphins' offensive line is not good. And I think that Aaron Donald is going to pose a very, very brutal problem for Tua Tagovailoa in this game. I'm torn because I feel like the Dolphins have the spot here, but the problem is we've got a rookie quarterback in his first start, so that's just like the all-time great unknown. I think the Dolphins at home, getting three and a half, off a bye, Rams on short rest because they played the Monday nighter, Rams getting points on the road. You mentioned the East Coast to West Coast, Craig. Everything, just all the adages are pointing to take the Dolphins and don't even worry about it. It's just a three and a half, but they have a rookie quarterback making his debut, and, and, and I can't do it. for So for all those reasons and more, the, uh, the this game is a stay away for me because I think the Dolphins are the play, but I can't just blindly trust a rookie quarterback in his first start, even though I wish nothing but the best for Tua. And I hope we do get to talk about that 2019 class like we do the 04 quarterback class for the for the rest of our lives that's that's what i hope that's what i hope we get to do for the for the remainder of, of our being but uh stay away from me just because i think the dolphins are the right side and but i can't trust the the rookie quarterback especially god and they're throwing that half point hook at you too i'll probably break down and bet the dolphins but <laughs> they, they won't be one of my five uh as we mentioned scott hansen game jets chiefs uh, Steelers-Ravens marquee matchup of the 1 o'clock slate as we move into the 4 o'clock games. First up, the Los Angeles Chargers are taking on your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos. Justin Herbert, four-touchdown effort. Just excellent football game uh, last week. First uh, win of his NFL career. Chargers length three on the road. Uh, Broncos are going to be one of my five. Easily, easily one of my picks this week where uh, your boys uh, getting three points. How do you feel about them right now, Craig? Well, okay. I think they're going to be a little bit healthier. You would hope it. Uh, um, I think that, and this was not necessarily a surprise or secret for me before the season started. I really believe that Philip Lindsay is a lot better than Melvin Gordon is, uh, and I think their run game is going to be better if Philip Lindsay is around. He's in concussion protocol, but he was on the field for practice today, so hopefully that is a good sign. Usually is on Wednesdays. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so knock on wood. Hopefully that's true. Uh, I like the Broncos to potentially be able to score some points. Uh, in this game, uh, and I think that they, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching. And he's not going to, it's not going to be there every snap because they move him around. But Joey Bosa versus uh, uh, Garrett Bowles, who looked like a disastrous first round pick for the first three years of his career, and this year has been just phenomenal. I'm very excited for that. Um, but yeah, I think that Denver's going to be able to at least keep this game close. So I would want the points. I, I think the Broncos can flat out win this game, so I'm I'm taking the Broncos at home. I just think it's I think it's a bit much to ask Herbert again, rookie quarterback, coming off of his first uh, NFL career at home, to now go on the road in in Denver, where it might be snowing for all we know, because it was snowing last week, and uh, go in there and, and and cover three points on the road. I think that's that's asking too much against a pretty solid, even with some injuries, a pretty solid uh, Broncos defense. So well, the defense, uh, like the defense is extremely good against Kansas City, like border mm-hmm. great. The Chiefs' offense, for the first three quarters of that game, had one scoring drive. Yeah, but, they did. Yeah, they didn't do anything. It was, it was like fantasy-wise, I'm fairly certain Chad Henney outscored uh, Patrick Mahomes because he had a freaking rushing touchdown. It was, it was, 
it was friggin' crazy. But like they, you know, the kick return touchdowns, which I didn't even know were legal anymore, happened, and then the pick six happened, and yeah, the Broncos just couldn't get anything going against uh, offense wise. But I think they'll have better luck this week against the Chargers. I, I like them to outright win the game, quite frankly. Yeah, no, so do I. I think that, uh, and the, the Chargers are obviously kind of a flawed team in a couple of different ways. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I would be very, very encouraged if I was a fan of the Chargers. Chargers getting three on the road in Denver. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I don't uh, feel too strongly about this one either way. So give me the points at home and let's never speak of it again. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, the New Orleans Saints head to Chicago to take on the Bears. Uh, Chicago got exposed a little bit last week. Uh, I like this game as one of my five. Uh, I'm a little bit dubious now that I'm reading all the stuff about Allen Robinson also being in concussion protocol, although he did not practice today, which is a bad sign for him to be uh, suiting up for the Bears this week. Uh, I like the Bears initially, although the Allen Robinson things got me a little bit worried. I think I like the Bears getting the plus, uh, getting the plus four because I think the Saints are quite frankly overrated, and I know Chicago's getting a little unlucky. I was off Chicago last week, and I was right against the Rams. I'm back on them this week with the Bears because I think their defense is good enough to smother the Saints, who probably will be without Michael Thomas again. Saints minus four uh, on the road in Chicago. What do you think, Bill? Give me the points. Um... I, th- these aren't the Saints of old that are just going to go out there and, and chuck it all over you. You know, these, they might end up winning, but uh, I'll take those points. I think you're going to find a close game here. Uh, Saints minus four in Chicago. What do you think, Craig? Uh, you can find this line at two and a half in some places. Wow. So, so it's we're more... definitely getting the best of the number with the Bears then. Yeah, yeah. I'm staying away from this game. I just don't trust the Bears. Like, the offense looked just putrid yeah. for most of that game. Absolutely putrid. Mm-hmm. Safe um, for a, and like safe for a couple of Allen Robinson like catches in traffic. They, they they didn't get much much going. Like Robinson had like two twenty yard catches or something like that. Both of which it, were like high degree of difficulty for this season. I hope so. Um, yeah, I, I I'm staying away from this game just because I don't trust either of these teams. But I will say that as far as attacking this Bears defense goes, Sean Payton's had an extra week. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, yeah, I just like the Bears to cover the spread and keep it close. Uh, last game of the four o'clock slate, bit of a, should be a fun one. Uh, this is the NFC West matchup that you wanted to discuss, Craig. The 49ers are heading into Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks getting a three-point home bump. Uh, now you mentioned you had some stuff, uh, you wanted to say about this. Go ahead, Craig. Well, and this division is not only the best division of football. Mm -hmm. It's got to be the best division of football by a significant margin. Is it plot with the new three wildcard system we're in though? Is it not plausible that all four of these teams participate in the playoffs? I would think that would be hilarious because I have the 49ers to finish last in the division. I have that bet uh, at a pretty significant key. They could make the playoffs, and, the, and I could still cash that bet. And <laughs> I, quite frankly, would like to see that happen. <laughs> so, it would like, like the Bears would have to fall apart, which yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the NFC East is not going to be part of this. No. Nope. And uh, you would need the Saints to be worse than the 49ers the rest of the way. Not Maybe really possible. Maybe. Yeah. Now the, of course, the the difficulty there is these teams are all going to play each other a bunch of times, so mm, yeah. that's trouble. But as of right now, the uh, NFC West against like the so the four NFC West teams when they're playing teams from outside the NFC West, they are sixteen and five so far this season. That's pretty good. 
16 and five is like, you know, hard, hard to ask for much better than that. So uh, if, if that, if those types of numbers keep up, maybe all four of the teams can make the playoffs. Yeah, I think so. Uh, 49ers heading to Seattle, Seattle minus three. What do you think, Billy? I think I like, ah, oh, shoot. This is going to be a great game. Um, give me the 49ers here. Uh, I'm, I'm going this one to end by a field goal, so uh, I'll, I'll take a couple of points here. I think this is going to be a close game. It'll be hard fought, uh, but I don't think it's going to be uh, a blowout for sure. Uh, and I'm not sure, like, wh- what do you got for an over-under? I'm looking at 54. What do you have? I got 54 as well, the highest line of the week, I think. Too high, I think. I don't think you're going to see that much air here. Um, I, I think you're going to see uh, a little bit more in the trenches. So give me the points. Give me the Give me the Niners. Titans-Bengals is also 54, which perplexes me a little bit. I, I mean, the Titans' defense isn't as uh, it isn't as sound as one would think, but I don't think it's bad enough that that game's going to be like, the Titans could potentially smother the Bengals and then just run all over them with Derrick Henry yep. and then 54. That that seem, feels like an under game to me, Titans-Bengals. Is I agree. Saying. That's uh that's neither here nor there. Uh Niners and Seahawks, nine and eight in uh DVOA respectively, Craig. Uh Seahawks minus three, where are you? Want the points. Okay. I am apparently going against you guys because I like the Seahawks, but this for me is the same thing with the Patriots where I was on the Seahawks last week and they looked like they had it in the bag and then fell apart. Could happen again this week for uh, for Seattle, but they don't for the Niners, but they don't quite have the weapons on offense uh, outside of George Kittle anymore. Uh, considering the Niners had a guy who scored three touchdowns and on the third touchdown blew out his hamstring, so like that. You know who's sick for them is Brandon Ayuk. Uh, yeah, they've been very they good for them. Perhaps unsuspect, uh, unsurprisingly, have found some very interesting and clever ways to use him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's been he's been fantastic. It's uh, it, it's. There's great stuff. I just I like I like Seattle in this spot. I think I think this is a a home team just gets the win here and, and covers the three. I, I I can just see this game being a total push and us all both being right though. So uh, it is what it is. But I'm on I'm on the Seahawks. Uh, you like the 49ers though, Craig? Yeah. I just I want the points. I think it's a close game. All right. Uh, should be a great game. Probably the marquee matchup of the four. Actually, I like all three of these. I like all three oh, of these. Good. Uh, oh, yeah, I think exactly. it is the best matchup of the of the group, but yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm interested in watching all three. Yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, I am unfortunately not interested in watching this Sunday night football game. The Dallas Cowboys head to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Currently, there is no line uh, at it from what I am looking at, but I do believe I saw. Yeah, I was going to say, I do believe I saw Eagles by 7.5 earlier in this week, and you're saying that it has stayed there for most books. Uh, currently, the book I'm looking at uh, that we use for the purposes of that con- of this contest, uh, there is no line on it uh, because we're waiting to see if Andy Dalton, who is in concussion protocol, uh, will be able to play. Uh, my guess is he's not, So that and the 7.5 would uh, likely agree with That's me. Not adult, like, how could this Eagles team be favored by 7.5 against anyone if they had an NFL quarterback? Exactly. So uh, it, it looks like it's going to be uh, Iannucci or whatever his name was uh, under the, under center for the Cowboys. Um, I'm, I'm willing to give the give you guys the 7.5 if either of you want it. But uh, Eagles minus 7.5 allegedly, uh, Bill. Uh, where are you on this one? Uh, I'm not going near this one, but Eagles, if I had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Craig? Eagles minus seven and a half. 
I don't want to touch this. So I, 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 I think I would take the Cowboys just because, again, this Eagles team shouldn't be favored by seven and a half against against no, any. Yeah, and I mean, like the Eagles, they got the extra rest. You know, fourteen days off, or, or not fourteen, uh, ten days off because they played the Thursday nighter last week. But uh, man, I don't. I mean, the Eagle, like if if Zeke cannot get it going. If, if Mike McCarthy and the guys cannot scheme anything to get going against this uh, against this uh, this Eagles team that allowed an, a, a hilarious 80-yard non-touchdown run to Daniel Jones, I, I like I, I just you know like turn in your clipboard is basically what I'll say. They they like they they got to get something going because it's it's bleak right now. Uh, speaking of the aforementioned Daniel Jones and the, the the meme machine that he has become, the Monday Nighter. The number one team in DVOA, five and two straight up. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They head to New York to take on the Giants. This game opened up at Bucks minus eleven. It has been bet down to Bucks minus ten and a half. So a little half point movement in favor of the Giants. Uh, Giants again. They got ten days rest as well. Buccaneers were supposed to play the Sunday nighter, but it got moved down thanks to the uh, the Raiders and their their their. I, I can't believe that game wasn't played on Monday or Tuesday. That was so effed up. We should have mentioned that when we were talking about Raiders Browns that the Raiders uh, played a game against the Bucks where their offensive line basically didn't get to practice the entire week against what is uh, according to DVOA the best defense in the National Football League right now. So holy God! But uh, no such luck for the Giants here as they get the Bucks on Monday night. Bucks minus ten and a half. What do you think, Bill? Um. Man, I think the Bucks are the real deal. Give me the Bucks. I don't like laying that many points, but they, they just haven't exposed any great weakness, and I'm quite certain even if they did, the Giants wouldn't take advantage. Uh, so give me the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks get the Saints next week in a Sunday nighter matchup, so there's potential, potential for a bit of a look ahead like we we, we saw with the uh, with the Bills Jets that happened last week. The, the, perhaps the Bucks don't. Have yeah. necessarily in in sync here, so and maybe something. Science, yeah. I just think it wind like just. It, it, I think Tampa Bay maybe doesn't have their 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 sharpest game going, and and the Giants, you know, keep it close enough that it's uh, you know, it's 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 not uh, it's not an eleven point victory. Uh, DVOA would tell us that um, over on Football Outsiders that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are about thirty. 12 to 13% ahead of the number two Baltimore Ravens. Uh, that would be the same differences between the Baltimore Ravens and the seventh place Los Angeles Rams or the eighth place San Francisco 49ers in the very same metric. So I'll ask you this. Are the Buccaneers not just the best team in football, but by far and away the best team in football? Does the eye test match up with what the numbers are saying there in either of your opinions? Uh, I think, I think so a, a little bit. Cause I mean, I mean, I joked about it earlier, but like Tom Brady's not even throwing the ball to his best players. Like he doesn't even have to, he like, like Mike, Mike Evans is an afterthought in this team and they're about to add Antonio Brown. Who knows what the hell they're going to get out of him. And like Chris Godwin's out. Cause I guess he fractured his finger this week. Yeah. So what got this, yeah. they've got this two headed monster of, of Ronald Jones and, and Leonard Fournette. Uh, you know, I, I assume driving fantasy owners nuts because like they, they, they never know, but like, they're both doing stuff. Brady's out there throwing to like, like, like that ball he threw to, threw to Scotty Mitchell or whatever his name is in the, in, in, in the corner. That was, like that was as good a throw as I've seen in the NFL this season. Yeah. Like Christ, that, that was, was a hell of a throw. I've seen in the NFL this season. 
Yeah, like it's it's that man is forty three years old or whatever. It is. Yeah. Now the question for the Bucks is going to be, can he do this in weeks seven, sixteen, you know, fifteen and beyond into the playoffs? Like at some point, Tom Brady's forty three years old, right? Like it's it just when we get into the dog days of the season. Although he's playing in Tampa Bay, where it's not going to get super cold or anything, right? So I mean, I was just when we get into the dog days of the season and it starts getting cold and, and shit out inside, is Tom Brady? 43-year-old Tom Brady's body still going to hold up because he's taking more hits this year than, than he normally does under the Patriots system, right? So well, that's it. Just how quickly he used to release the ball in that Patriots system was insane, and he yeah. doesn't have that quick release in Tampa Bay. I think teams are going to have an opportunity to get after him, yeah. um, and, and, and anyone that's going to be able to do that might have more success than we've seen. But if you can't put pressure on him and you just let him sit there, he will beat you every time. Yeah, and, and like Gronk's getting back to looking like Rob Gronkowski, like, right? Yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah, it's it's dangerous. it's nuts. Who knows? Uh, gambling wise, you're right though, Craig. I think the Giants. I think you have to hold your nose and take the Giants, but just don't. There's better spots out there in this week, and uh, we'll discuss some of them now because you're gonna want to bet it because the Monday night game. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know, bet props, I guess. <laughs> then, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I uh, take the Giants, but get them. I don't know, uh, buy the points and get them at a higher number too. Then get get it back to the eleven, I guess, or, or maybe even fourteen or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's it for week eight. All that's left now is to do our picks. Craig, you won. Uh, you had the best record of week seven, so why don't you go ahead and kick us off for week eight? Sure, I'm going to take Carolina Panthers. I'm going to be taking the Cleveland Browns. Give me the Los Angeles Rams, the San Francisco 49ers, and, you know, I went back and forth on this one, and here we go. Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah. There you go. A couple of extra half-point hooks for Craig this year. A lot of hook lines this year. Just, uh, yeah, COVID's just got us in a really, it's a really Captain Hooky type year. There's a lot of, like, three-and-a-halves and two-and-a-halves, and... And uh, whatnot, but uh, that's uh, the nature of the beast. Billy, uh, week eight, who you got? All right, I'm going to go against Craig. I'm going to take New England. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers. Be a fun game. But I will agree with Craig and take the 49ers. And I will take the Tennessee Titans. And last but not least, I got to do it. I'm going to go against my Vikings, and I'm going to take the Packers. Interesting. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right. I'm going to go against both of you and take Seattle. I got a weird feeling about that. That game probably just ends up being a field goal game anyway, and we end up uh, all right. Um, Bill, I'm taking your Vikings. I like the, I like the backdoor cover potential. I'm taking your boys, Craig, the uh, the Denver Broncos. I, I think they just outright win that game. I'm taking Chicago. I think it's a good spot to take the Bears. I've been so far with the spreads, knock on wood. I've been I've been right most of the season with this weird Bear t- Bears team. And uh, I'm going to have a game that involves all three of our teams. I got the I got Denver. I got Minnesota. Unfortunately, I do not have my Detroit Lions. I am uh, I am taking the Colts minus two and a half on that one. I, th- I think they're just a better team, and I think we're saving half a point there. So. Uh, 
that's it for me. Uh, so so Colts, Broncos, Bears, Seahawks, Vikings for, for Matt Pierce. Uh, crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Check us out on those and uh, pump up our numbers for those uh, particular platforms. Uh, that'll be it for the uh, – actually, it might not be it for this week. Uh, because The Mandalorian Season 2 comes out. So there's a good chance I get together, but it might not be till uh, Monday or uh, Monday of next week. So we'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll either t- uh, but I would imagine I get the guys together to talk about The Mandalorian, because I haven't done too much talk on the other side and, and uh, the first episode of The Mandalorian. It's as good a reason as any to talk about it. So, uh, yeah, there's potential for another podcast later on this week. But uh, we'll, we'll stay tuned uh, to the various social media platforms, and uh, we'll let you know if one's coming for that one. Uh, before we get out of here, Craig, did you see the uh, Saved by the Bell trailer? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, think I'm, it looks pretty good. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I like, like the one shot. It was very brief, and I had to rewind it and pause it to see what it was. But the one shot of Mr. Dewey at the head of one of the classes, I was like, okay, we're doing this. We're doing this. We got Mr. Dewey back. We don't just have like the original cast and stuff. We're really, we're really getting after it. And you assume Dennis Haskins is gonna make an appearance at some point, right? I'm just, like, I'm just sad that Justin Diamond can't be part of this for a variety true. of reasons. Yeah, so many. <laughs> well, will this be the first time there's an episode of Saved by the Bell that does not feature Dustin Diamond? He wasn't in all. Remember, he came in sort of halfway through the new class. Did he? Oh, okay. So there, he was messing new class. Oh, I was thinking. I was thinking he'd been in every single episode, including the new class. And uh, uh, he, this he, was he, finally gonna break the streak. Brought, uh, brought half the new class. He wasn't part of it. So uh, okay, okay. So they, they brought back Screech. So he needed more coke money, I guess. So <laughs> would would be my likely guess. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, damn, that looks like a lot of fun. It sucks it's on Peacock. So I, I'm can't afford any more streaming <laughs> like it's too much you guys it's too much we're back to cable here i knew we would be 2020 was the uh was the reckoning year for for this and in many ways 2020 has been a reckoning on on uh on many a thing good lord uh so that is it for uh, week eight we will be back next week to talk week uh to dissect week eight and talk week nine craig needles bill needles as always uh it was a pleasure doing this with you we'll talk to you next week and we'll see you next time on the crossover podcast Thank you.